It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Hudlin, your host for this evening. Tonight, I'm going to talk about the silent killers, how China is likely targeting our leadership. I'll lay out a terrifying but realistic scenario of China and its ability to target our national leadership at every level across our defense, intelligence, Congress, and even state department, state offices, and other federal offices. China's intent under unrestricted warfare is to clearly remove the United States as an obstacle to its world domination. I'm going to dig into several areas tonight. I'll start with the discussion of the actual scenario. And then I'm going to talk about three specific areas that will detail how this scenario is actually already in play or potentially already in play but how it can become very real very quickly, that we must always be planning for the worst case scenarios. Now this episode builds off of my continued efforts to highlight the ongoing cognitive war that's taking place here globally, but also domestically. I discussed this war with a number of different people in my broadcast, including Dr. Li Min Yen, who also has her program, The Voice of Dr. Yen. So let me start tonight. Let me start tonight with the scenario itself. Silent killers, how China is targeting our leadership. We're in the midst of an ongoing cognitive war with China in which our American leadership in Congress, the executive branch, as I mentioned, the intelligence, the military and other defense elements, and even state offices, governors have already been targeted. They've already been targeted. There's no doubt about this. The timing of the attack is either in planning or already set. The means to kill our top leadership at every level is already in place. And a key point here, with little or no means to actually preclude the attack or attribute, provide attribution of the attack once it's started and once it's completed. The collection of targeting information, as I mentioned, is already complete. Our blissful ignorance and unwillingness to realize this dangerous reality will result in and could result in the most devastating surprise attack. It will make Pearl Harbor, 9-11, and the China flu, a.k.a. COVID-19, which caused over a million Americans to die. It'll make those three events pale in comparison. We can alter the plans of our enemy, however, but only if we're willing to wake up and remove our heads from the dark orifice of bliss in which we now live. Now, our intelligence elements will find it almost impossible to identify the killers, and by the time they do, it will be too late. In this scenario, this realistic scenario, China, once China decides to attack, it will be impossible to stop. Yes, impossible to stop. Because by the time we figure it out and react to it, it will be too late. The deed will be done. Now, China knows this. 
and they will not fear a retaliatory nuclear strike. Why? Because if we eventually figure out who was behind this massive attack and murders in this scenario, they will warn that any nuclear attack, the Chinese will warn that any nuclear attack will be met with a similar attack as China is now building a nuclear force equivalent to ours. They fear not such a war as they place no value on human life, as we do here in the United States. So they hold all the cards. They can threaten us, they can attack us, and then they can threaten retaliation because they value human life not it is a realistic scenario that we must consider. And I'll go into a little bit more about the targeting here in a bit. But first, let me talk about their view of unrestricted warfare. It was first published by two Chinese Communist Party colonels in 1999. And they state, quote, what must be made clear is that the new concept of weapons is in the process of creating weapons that are closely linked to the lives of common people. Let us assume that the very first thing we say is the appearance of new concept weapons will definitely elevate future warfare to a level which is hard for the common people or even military men to imagine. The second thing we have to say should be the new concept of weapons will cause ordinary people and military men alike to be greatly astonished at the fact that commonplace things that are now close to them can also become weapons with which to engage in war. We believe, they wrote, we believe that some morning people will awake to discover with surprise that quite a few gentle and kind things have begun to have offensive and lethal characteristics. The point I'm making here is they don't have to have some secret specialized weapons, they already plan to have chemical, biological, other types of agents, and other types of means in terms of technology and other ways to attack and kill. Now, we know they stole over 1 million records from their Office of Personnel Management of our NASA security leaders, including myself. They also collected massive DNA data and family genealogical data from their commercial entities. They bought massive amounts of commercial data of our own citizens from the commercial, social media, the financial sector, and other firms. Much as you've seen in the press about how our FBI and DHS and others are buying the same commercial data to basically spy on the American public. Yet they have their own continued massive collection system that we've known about for many years now, but refuse to do anything about it. TikTok, WeChat, and other applications. They provide a persistent means to surveil and collect targeting information and map it to the other information I just talked about. So they can identify the patterns, the locations, and ways and means to then attack you, me, or more importantly, current senior leadership across Congress, our intelligence and defense communities. TikTok currently has over 150 million Americans using it. 
That's half the U.S. population is using this application. It collects all sorts of different data, yet the Biden administration has refused to ban it like the Trump administration did and continues to slow walk. And I'll talk about this a little bit more as I talk about further targeting aspects in real scenarios and real activities ongoing today. The information altogether allows for precise biological, chemical, and other forms of directed attack on a person, on a family, or other. We can only imagine the timing of such an event. No, it's not going to be related to the invasion of Taiwan, as I don't think that will occur. China will be able to fully subjugate Taiwan once they strike and this scenario I just laid out occurs. The timing will occur at an optimal moment to drive total chaos, anarchy, and mayhem across the United States. Remember, to set off such an event and such chaos, you don't have to take out every single leader. You only have to take out a certain percentage of them and show them that this is happening and there's no way to stop it. That will terrorize Americans. It will drive chaos and it will drive anarchy. Now, this could happen before the 2024 election. Or it could be before, as China may wish, before the election, because China may wish to aid what I refer to as our current Manchurian president, President Biden, and help him avoid losing the 2024 election. The objective of China here is twofold. First, to disable and remove any real threat from America as we spiral into a massive panic, economic collapse, and lack of leadership at all levels. Remember, with that lack of leadership and other things like that, the economy would crash in a heartbeat. The panic would be significant. And as I said up front, this scenario, if it occurs, will make 9-11, the China flu, and other aspects pale in comparison. Second, the second objective is to ensure the total subversion of our country and the ability to, our, our ability to respond. Now, remember, the cognitive war is primarily an ideological war between tyranny and freedom, control and independence, subjugation and democracy. It is a war fought primarily in the cognitive domain using strategies which apply in various ways, ideology, religion and issues, and various means, academic, economic, agricultural, but also including kinetic, to influence an outcome. In its most basic form, it is a war between good and evil. Now, what, what's the reality here is in this scenario here with biological, chemical, and other means, China would not have to take on a full kinetic war with the United States. They'd be able to do this type of targeting with the 10,000 to 40,000 now illegal military-age men placed across the United States from our open borders. Now, I've warned about this reality for several years, and I do again so now. In my upcoming book, The Cognitive War, Why We Are Losing, How We Can Win, my warning in February 2019 states, unless we adjust our future to account for the paradigm shifts that have occurred under our feet, our nation and its intelligence operations will once again awaken too late to a different reality which is likely to end badly with significant and long-term impacts to our nation's security and its place as world leader. 
I project such a negative and reactive outcome to occur either because we lost the cognitive war totally, our adversaries succeed in undermining our institutions and democratic foundation to such an extent they are no longer viable, or because our efforts to counter in the cognitive domain came too late. If we fail to act, I wrote back in February 2019, if we fail to act in the cognitive domain, we will likely end up in a major kinetic conflict resulting in devastating outcomes in physical and human toll from which recovery is questionable. Now, this warning is still pertinent today. And that's why I bring it back up. To change this reality before us requires immediate action now. This blissful ignorance of our leaders and failing to imagine the true magnitude of the threat, giving all the warnings is astounding. And I'm going to go into some of the specific warnings here in a minute in the next segment. Do we not see the cyber attacks on our infrastructure, our healthcare, and national security? Do we not see the tens of thousands of Chinese military-aged illegals freely entering our country and then being released? Do we not see the theft? the expanding alliances with our adversaries and increased belligerency of China, for example, with Russia coming off our, our, our territory up near Alaska with the, the, the armada of ships. Do we not see how our own leadership, Biden, Kerry, Yellen, Blinken, all bow before China as apostates? Do we not see China's murder over 1 million Americans by purposefully releasing a pandemic and the continued slaughter of over 100,000 Americans per year with no consequences? No consequences. China does. They see what's happening. And they see little to no reaction, little to no accountability, and they smile as they continue to advance their cognitive war against America without consequence, alarm, and with little concern. Americans must realize we are no longer protected by two oceans. We must direct and demand, not ask. Stop asking, but direct and demand from our state and national leadership to take action now to mitigate and complicate such a scenario as I just laid out. We have the means and methods and expertise to alter such a future. Remember the 9-11's key finding was that our intelligence community had a failure of imagination that resulted in the attack of 9-11 by just nine people. Now we have up to 40,000 illegal military-aged men across the United States, plus their cartels, plus illegal biolabs in California, just discovered, plus police stations in our most national states. We have a systemic failure, not only imagination, but action. Will we stop the silent killers or will we live in bliss until we awaken to a nightmare from which we may never recover? So think about that. If we go on break here, remember, all of our shows go to podcast typically a day after broadcast is heard here on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart podcast and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for me. I'll be right back. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. 
Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Welcome back to the NASA Security Hour. Now, I've just laid out a realistic scenario on how China can very easily target all of our national leadership. But they wouldn't have to target all of our national leadership, just a quarter of it. But it's a very real possibility in today's world with the technology they have and the technologies they've demonstrated. So we're going to go into next our three different areas about talking about mapping the targets, how what's going on actually today in America. Besides what I already talked about, TikTok, the stealth, stealth efforts of the uh, Chinese and cyber, their stealing of OPM records, their use of DNA and other commercial data to help target. So they've mapped the information environment. They've mapped the information environment, the patterns, the logistics of our key leadership. 
they use things like the IP addresses from telephones and other things to do that and to track and trace. And they have then a variety of means and methods and technologies, biochemical and kinetic and others, to then turn that information into targeting information and to then conduct those targeting efforts at a choosing of their time, unless we take efforts to stop it. So let's talk about mapping of the targets. Let's take a look at some real examples today of a mapping of target, what's going on here in the United States. So Democrats have been trying to set up ministries of truth to censor you, but they leave the front door open to China and Chinese propaganda. In an article from the Epic Times by Savannah Hulsey Pointer, she notes that TikTok is built like an indoctrination machine. Senator Jim Rich from Idaho asked the Federal Trade Commission recently to explain what they're doing to prevent the adolescent TikTok users from being exposed to Chinese communist propaganda in his data collection efforts. Now, remember, there's 150 million, 150 million, half of the U.S. population is using TikTok. And it's collecting their location data, its keystroke data, the commercial data, the credit card information, the family information, and you could tie with the other data. Now, Senator Rich asked, given its connections to the Chinese Communist Party and the way it collects and controls sensitive information, personal information, TikToks poses one of the greatest long-term threats to the health, safety, and privacy of millions of Americans. And he's right. He's absolutely right about that. He wants to know how and what measures the Federal Trade Commission is going to take to safeguard children's data. But to me, while he's right on the mark for that, while he's right on the mark for that, it highlights the blissful ignorance at the same time is that this is an immediate threat. It's not just a long-term threat. It's an immediate threat because the targeting has already begun and it's already been occurring. Now, according to the lawmaker's letter, despite the fact that close to 45% of Americans use the application, roughly three of five of those people think it poses an asked security threat. But yet the administration, the Manchurian president's administration is doing nothing about this. Now, their other application, ByteDance, is rumored to be launching a new program in August, this August of this year, to grow TikTok's e-commerce presence in the United States. So they're not done yet. They continue to realize that we are inept in our ability to stop such efforts, and they then leverage the public use of social media to advance their targeting of ourselves. If you knew your children were being targeted by a child sexual predator online, you'd immediately cut them off. Immediately cut them off. If you knew that your husband or wife was being targeted by a serial killer using social media and stuff like that, you keep completely gold dark in an instant. But yet we allow this to happen every single day as we in our national leadership is being targeted. Now, in Defense One, Mark Montgomery in August wrote an article 
about the Pentagon banning Chinese consumer drones. Now, this has been going on for over a decade now. The rest of the federal government and state and local agencies and even private sector infrastructure companies should quit using these Chinese technologies. We've been saying that for over a decade. Duh, hello. This is a country that is committing genocide. They're harvesting organs from live people, innocent people, who they murder to take those organs from in painfully slow processes. And this country, China, owns a large portion of our critical supply chain, like antibiotics, something you need to fight pandemics and other aspects, like the illegal lab in California, the warehouse we've identified and was recently found. The article notes that as a former director of operations at Indo-U.S. PACOM Command, Mark Montgomery, that is, he says his birthday wish would be to have all U.S. drones comprehensively map Chinese infrastructure and download it to his targeting team. My war planning counterpart in the People's Liberation Army may be able to make that wish come true, but it's perverse because Montgomery understands the DJI drones and other Chinese drones collect a wealth of information and targeting information. And remember the Chinese balloon that just flew over recently that Biden let fly over a country, over our most critical nuclear sites and military sites. So they're aided and abetted by this Manchurian president and his administration, but they've mapped the critical infrastructure. They've mapped our national security weapon systems and locations, and they've mapped the leadership if you don't think they've done that, think again. Now, in my book, The Cognitive Warfare is coming out, I have one of three scenarios in there I talk about, the lone wolf scenario. Get the book and read about it. It will also scare the hell out of you. But let's go back to the article here by Montgomery. He said, first, drones can be used to surveil sensitive locations. And Chinese-made drones cannot be trusted to keep out because the Chinese PRC made their drones so that they can fly into restricted U.S. airspace, including Washington, D.C., despite their claim that their drone design includes georeferencing buffers and restrictions. Second, he notes, DJI drones and their software leak. Basically, they pass on potentially dangerous data. In 2017, a programmer participating in a DJI bug bounty program found that the company had stored various customer data insecurely, driver's license, photographs, flight logs, all associated with U.S. government and military people in their travels. And then they transmit that data by their own GPS systems, providing specific GPS coordinates, targeting information. Third, and most concerning, is the five-year-old law that requires Chinese companies to provide any requested information to the PRC intelligence agencies. So Montgomery writes that this national intelligence law of 2017 in the PRC, People's Republic in China, obliges the drone company to provide whatever information they gather, flight logs, user information, specific geolocation. China made these drones and they crisscross our country. They fly over power transmission lines and other infrastructure assets. 
For China, these drones fill the gaps that PRC reconnaissance satellites cannot address, but they get even more pristine information. Because of their proximity, not only to the target, but because of the resolution, meaning the level of detail they can grab, not only in the data, but on the imagery and other aspects and signals intelligence. Montgomery writes that yet PRC drones remain widely used in the US law enforcement, medical services, meteorological agencies, environmental oil, gas, and other critical infrastructure operators use them for aerial photography, videography, and other surveying. Now, what don't people get about this? They use these things because they're cheap, but China provides them specifically cheap so people will use them like useful idiots. And they're using it to target our infrastructure and our people in this country. This is not a fictitious scenario. This is reality. Now, let's move on to a different aspect here. Section 702 renewal. Part of a Washington Times article by Guy Taylor talks about this new 702 renewal. It's the spying on Americans. The provisions have long at the center of a heated debate on Capitol Hill, civil liberties groups, privacy advocates, and some lawmakers on both sides of the aisle argue that the National Security Agency and other agencies have a history of misusing the law to spy on U.S. citizens. And we've seen this. We've seen this with the FBI, the Department of Justice. Section 702 permits the U.S. government to engage in mass warrantless surveillance of Americans' international communications, including phone calls, text, and emails, social media messages, and web browsing. The ACLU said in a recent statement that against arguing against reauthorization, the foreign intelligence targets under the statute can be virtually any foreigner abroad, journalist, etc. But basically, they use it to target American people as well. Now, General Nakasone, who's the director of Cyber Command, but also head of the NSA, he says that we should go ahead and renew this provision. But the protections for our civil liberties and privacy concerns aren't being done. In this article, it says it's not just national security or civil liberties and privacies, it's national security and civil liberties and privacy. This is what Nakasone said. He asserted that the culture within the intelligence community is to comply with the law. And I would agree with that. The massive culture is to comply with the law. But as we saw with folks like Clapper, Comrie, Brennan, and others, there's a number of misfit toys that ignore the law and use things purposely against America. Now, the Biden administration has made similar arguments to repurposing and supporting Section 702 renewal. And there are some real good possibilities here, but not in the current structure of the national intelligence security apparatus in our intelligence community. The ability to provide proper level of oversight, preclude abuse of this is far too much. And we've seen by the materials I just got them talking about, we're already being targeted, not just by the Chinese, but we've also seen it by our local DHS and FBI. Now, remember in this targeting aspect here, 
that folks like Chris Krebs of DHS Cyber Infrastructure Security Agency, remember when they said this was the most secure election in 2020 that we've ever had? But concurrently with that, at the same time, China had already invaded their cybersecurity infrastructure Okay, and undermine us in this 2020 solar winds hack. They, we suspected ties to Russia penetrating this, but I suspect it was also China. In the wake of the attack, the founder and former CEO of a private security firm came to the NSA to discuss what the firm was seeing. General Nakasone said he set in motion the growth of cybersecurity collaboration center, basically to work with private industry to help fix this much. He said, General Nakasone, that NSA today has an unclassified facility outside our gates with over 400 different private companies working in there. But the point here is our adversaries got in under the gate and subverted us in the solar winds attack. So how the hell do we know it was the most secure election in 2020 when at the same time we were being raped from our data right under our noses? And our own NAS security agency didn't wasn't aware of that until they were alerted by the private sector, I believe. Let's take a look at some other aspects of the targeting. In an Epic Times, Andrew Thornburg wrote, Biden bans some investment in China, declares a national emergency. A national emergency, really? It says President Joe Biden in August signed an executive order to begin the process, to begin the process, listen carefully, to begin the process of restricting high-tech U.S.-based investments going toward China in areas of artificial intelligence, quantum technology, and semiconductors. The executive order goes on to say, which is likely to take effect next year following a comment period. So this is where the Manchurian president, again, comes out and feigns that he's looking to stop China, our main adversary. So he declares a national emergency to begin the process. But the process is going to take over a year because you have public comment on this. And then after a year, what happens? It's going to only authorize the Treasury Secretary to begin regulating U.S. investments into Chinese technologies. In the meantime, they have free reign. Remember what I said about 2024 and the timing of the attack? Now, the president in the order declared a national emergency in relation to the, quote, unusual and extraordinary threat posed by countries of concern. He doesn't say Chinese, countries of concern that are using sensitive technologies to advance their military intelligence capabilities. It added that U.S. investments risk exasperating this threat. Really, a day late and a dollar short here. The threat's already here. As I've mentioned, they've already targeted our people. They are targeting our people and senior leadership. And we're sitting here spinning on regular regulatory legislation and executive orders, which aren't going to take place and do anything for at least a year or two. Now, in the article, it says China and in, in the executive order, China has a stated goal to acquire and produce key sensitive technologies to directly support its military modernization. And the officials here are saying basically this new executive only 
only targets only targets a small subset of investments. And then Treasury still has to go through this potentially lengthy rulemaking process for every rule they put in place. So you're talking years, if not decades, to get this stuff in place. Or that Chinese eat our lunch. They know this. And so this is what I'm talking about, the targeting and continued targeting and abuse and abuse of our system here. The executive order comes as an increasing number of analysts and experts argue few with Congress and the executive branch that need to defer, do better things to defer conflict with China through non-military means. To prevent a war between the great powers, the United States will need to go beyond investing in military equipment and leveraging means all means of national power, wrote retired Admiral Mike Studman. Well, duh, this is what the whole aspect of cognitive warfare is. China knows this. China knows this. The problem is Stoodman and the president and others are speaking about the intelligence community that is broken. It's stuck in the industrial age and it's missing all, it's missed all the major calamities. It doesn't have a clue about how to conduct war in a cognitive domain. It doesn't have a clue how to map the information environment, which is the information environment which is the actual battle space, but China does. So let's go on with some more targeting information, China and agriculture. I mean, they come in at all different facets here. Agriculture, medical, military, technology, R&D. <clears throat> right now, China is also, and has been for over two decades plus now, stealing our critical technology from different farmers across the United States. They send their people out to the fields, collect this information, and bring it back to China. Now, when I come back from break, I'm going to talk a little bit more about targeting, but then I'm going to go into how these people targeting have subversive elements in the United States that are aiding and embedding them, and what we have to worry about, about what's coming next year. Because it's ongoing now, people. This is not just a fictitious scenario that Ed Huglin's made up. I'm telling you about real things that are occurring here that occur every single day, but America needs to wake up. Remember, American Out Loud talk radio plays on iHeartRadio Network. You can also listen to our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best applications available on Apple, Android, and Alexa. We stream 24 by 7, and you can go to AmericaOutloud.news. That's AmericaOutloud.news to listen to them all. I'll be right back. While the cancel culture destroys our history, bringing crime and terror to city streets, AmericaOutloud.news will enhance its own message of love and honor for the American traditions and constitutional values that have always been the backbone of what America means, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. 
Welcome back to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Huglin, your host this evening, and I'm talking about the silent killers, how China is targeting our national leadership across the federal government, even state government, and that we're doing nothing about it. And I laid out a fictitious scenario at the beginning, but for the last segment here, in just a minute more, I'm going to talk about what's actually been going on in the targeting of our people and our leadership and our technologies by China. Now, this is important because you got to understand that this targeting is actually occurring and we're doing nothing about it. We're doing nothing about it. As I mentioned in the last segment, if your kid's being targeted by a child sex predator, you'd stop it immediately. If you and your wife or spouse were being tracked by a serial killer, you'd do something about it. But here we have a national adversary seeking to subvert our society and dominate the world that's committing genocide, organ harvesting, and others. Yet we sit here stupefied and do nothing about it. The guy Taylor in Washington Times in August wrote, the U.S. intelligence community's top cyber warrior says China's drive to outstrip American dominance across cybersecurity global espionage, and other international defense realms is the most comprehensive and serious challenge facing the United States and will be for decades. Now, this is General Nakasone again. But what the hell are they doing about it? Here's where we continue to be reactive, not proactive. It's, it's just amazing to me, and it boggles my mind, Nakasone says, I'm very concerned about China living off the land. This idea of positioning themselves in different critical infrastructure elements of the United States, our allies, our territories, to perhaps utilize it in the future. He goes on to say, China appears to be graduating from smash and grab heists that used to be noisy. And now very sophisticated and stealthy efforts. Duh. And lastly, on targeting... You have 300 plus thousand Chinese students in the United States. According to historical annual reports in an article by Kathy Yang in the Epic Times. Historical annual reports from Open Doors, there have been an explosion in the number of Chinese students enrolling in the United States in the last two decades. Now remember, Unrestricted Warfare was published in 1999, nearly a quarter century ago. Now, in the last two decades, you've seen a five-fold increase to over 300-plus thousand students in the United States, up from 60,000 in 2000. Okay. In May 2020, then-President Donald Trump signed a proclamation suspending certain students and researchers from entering as non-immigrants. But in January of 2020, the Manchurian President Biden opened the gates of hell along our borders for every Chinese military-aged man who wants to enter. Which brings us to internal subversion, the illegals, and special operations. Now, Bill Gertz wrote in the Washington Times, People's Liberation Army is developing highly technology weapons designed to disrupt brain functions and influence government leaders or entire populations. Weapons can be used directly to attack or control brains using microwave or other directed weapons, other directed weapons and energy. 
the threat is not limited to the use of microwaves. <clears throat> China's new landscape neural strike development includes using massively distributed, massively distributed human computer interfaces to control entire populations. This is part of the unrestricted warfare and their three warfare strategy. Now, a special branch of the Chinese military known as the Strategic Support Forces, <clears throat> Bill Gertz writes, is likely the main unit in charge con with conducting brain warfare. But now, remember, this three warfare aspect and what I've been talking about, cognitive warfare, China's unrestricted three warfare concept calls for employing psychological warfare. So we've seen through TikTok and others, media warfare, you see them use the propaganda horrors in the U.S. socialist media and major media uh, print outlets like New York Times and Washington Post, who then publish their full page ads of propaganda without any notes that this is potentially disinformation and propaganda and legal warfare. Now, legal warfare. Think of that. Lawfare. What's happening with Donald Trump? What's happening across America right now with lawfare? to Christian folks, to people who oppose transgenderism, the transgenderism movement, which is not about transgender rights, but it's about forcing other people to subjugate and bow down to an ideological viewpoint. Lawfare. We're seeing this in our own system of justice right now. We're seeing this being used by our own system of justice in the Department of Justice and the FBI. Now, I'll come to this a little bit later, but remember, our Department of Justice and FBI shut down under for Christopher Wray, Attorney General Garland, and Matt Olson, who's the director of the Federal National Security Division at the FBI, the counterintelligence effort. They shut down the Chinese espionage effort that Trump had which Christopher Ray said they were opening a counterintelligence investigation every eight hours. What the hell happened to that? When I talk about subversion, I'm also talking about potential subversion from within, internal subversion here in the United States. Can the Justice Department and the FBI explain what exactly they're doing now to fight Chinese espionage, to fight what's happening here with the illegals coming across the border? The United States is going to have to go beyond investing in military equipment and leverage all means of national power, as I've talked about for many years in cognitive warfare. <clears throat> in a muckraker.com article, Chinese Invasion Blueprint Exposed, muckraker obtained never-before-published documents circulated among Chinese illegal aliens, which offers a clear blueprint on how to navigate to the United States illegally and exploit the asylum system. Now remember, Dr. Yen and I have discussed this in cognitive warfare and unrestricted warfare on numerous episodes on the National Security Hour, but also on her show, The Voice of Dr. Yen. <laughs> and we pointed out there's now probably 40,000 illegal Chinese military-aged men in the United States. They don't get their passports, they don't get their money from the Chinese bank accounts without the CCP allowing that. And here the Biden administration is aiding and abetting thousands of military-aged Chinese nationals crossing the border illegally into the United States, letting them claim asylum, and then freeing them 
and they have no way in hell to know where they're going. Now, let's continue with the insider and subversion. Bill Gertz, China and Russia staged gray drone operations to expand influence in opposition to the United States. They're waging a gray zone warfare. Now, I call this cognitive warfare. Below the threshold of traditional combat. They're gaining benefits without suffering significant consequences, is the Defense Science Board's conclusion. Well, duh. Beijing is employing its Belt and Road Initiative. They're employing TikTok, WeChat, other instruments for manipulating national power, economic and financial resources, arms transfers, and we're doing nothing about it. So in our own government, the Manchurian president, his Department of Justice and FBI, what are they doing about this? Our national security agents and General Nakasone, what are they doing about this? The current targeting has already been done. They're just refining it. So let me talk about collaborators and traitors since I'm on that same spiel right now. <clears throat> Tom Basil in the Washington Times writes President Biden's climate czar, John Kerry, a man with a carbon footprint, footprint likely 100 times out of the average America, visited China, and she stated this country, she stated this the country, would not be bound by the Paris Climate Accords. So here's Skeletor John Kerry going over there and bowing down to China and then getting his butt kicked back to the United States, says, go home, young man. I told you so. We're not going to listen to you and your moronic ideas. We don't have to. So the American environmental community is doing the bidding of our communist adversaries, the world's largest polluter. While China's energy production is booming, Biden's Environmental Protection Agency announced it's going to shut down your water heater and your light bulbs. It's going to take away your gas stove. It's going to take away your gas cars. We all know China doesn't care about climate change. It cares about power, control, and domination. <clears throat> and what's the Biden administration doing? What are the green climate liars doing? They're handing them our electronic vehicles, our solar power, and other business. While at the same time, Biden claims concern about pass passing technology to China. We're getting all our technology from China and creating a greater dependency on China. Now tell me that's not collaboration or being a traitor. Biden and Kerry don't see China or communism as a universal threat to this nation, right, Bill Gertz? They're too busy helping the CCP by staging these phony diplomatic missions. Now, this is just amazing to me. Because Bill Good freshly writes that Nazi butcher Joseph Goebbels once wrote, if you tell a lie big enough to keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. And this is what we're seeing from our socialist media, the propaganda whores in our mainstream media, who used to be our free press, the venerable fourth estate has now become the fifth column of subversion. This is just amazing. This is going on in a country. <laughs> And our worst enemies are being aided by the Manchurian president of the United States. And people continue to think of him as our leader for our country while he's being paid off with his son 
as we've seen the news through bank accounts from China, Russia, and other nefarious actors enriching themselves, you have to damn start believing what you see, people. It's there in front of you. Now, recently, Avril Haines, the director of the National Intelligence Agency, came out with a report saying they realize they need to have a broader, sharper focus on China and Russia. But what the hell? Day late and a dollar short. If you if you haven't forgotten, I'll let me remind you, this last year in the annual threat assessment to the intelligence community that puts out every single year, the unclassified version, what was the greatest threat they listed? Climate change. Do you see the connection here, people? Do you see the connection? It's right there in front of you. Climate change was the biggest threat. Now, <clears throat> this dips in charge of the Director of National Intelligence right now goes on in the strategy. It's a several-part strategy. A part of it's diversity is being praised and focused on, but counterintelligence is being de-emphasized. According to Bill Gertz, in the Washington Times, counterintelligence isn't even mentioned hardly. So now we're spending 101, almost $102 billion for the intelligence community. And we're worried about diversity. We're worried about climate change. And we're not worried about counterintelligence. Now, remember what I told you about the National Security Division at the FBI? People forget. Go back and look at the Venona Papers. <clears throat> Venona Papers were... McCarthy was actually right. There are not just three, there are 400 plus spies across the United States government, at the highest levels, Russian spies and agents. China has been able to more effectively deploy their resources now in alliance with Russia. Imagine the scenario today, because you see a Manchurian president, you see a Manchurian candidate, cabinet, who's compromised. And you see the director of national intelligence talking about diversity and climate change and feigning concern over Russia and China. Now, the plan that they laid out from the DNI has six different goals. The first one calls for strengthening intelligence operations against foreign adversaries like China. But they came into this administration two years ago and the first thing they wrote about was climate change being the existential threat to the US. So what the hell is going on there? They're determined to diversify. They want to diversify the intelligence community. Intelligence services, according to the strategy, must overcome longstanding cultural, structural, and to reimagine, to reimagine and deliver the intelligence community and workforce to the future. What the hell are they talking about? What they're talking about here, people, is bringing in a woke workforce that is complicit, compliant, and complacent so that the corrupt in our society can drive forward and destroy this United States of America. The strategy contains little emphasis on counterintelligence, the thwarting of foreign spies. The sole reference, Bill Gertz writes, the sole reference to counterintelligence is contained in the last goal. It states that the intelligence community must sustain its counterintelligence capabilities and expertise against espionage and damaging intelligence activities conducted by foreign adversaries. But that's it. That's it. So today I've talked about a fictitious scenario of targeting our national leaders. 
But then I went on and gave you a lengthy layout of ongoing targeting practices that are occurring now across multiple platforms and multiple venues from China and other adversaries using our own technology against us. I've talked about our national security leaders, like at the director of NSA and others, who say they understand this, but are doing little about it. And the executive order, President Biden feigning pushback on China, but then he goes and bows to them like John Kerry, Janet Yellen, Anthony Blinken, Blinken, going over to bow to China and they all got sent home. They all got sent home like little children because that's what they are to China. They're useless idiots. They're lemmings of the left. <clears throat> this is amazing. We, the people, have the power. The states have the power. We have to help Americans understand how they can exercise that power to advance the security and resilience of our republic. We have to start acting now, people. In this cognitive war, we must stay aware. We must plan for the worst. And that's why I've laid out the scenario and the facts today on how we're being targeted. We must take actions to derail our adversaries, both globally and domestically, because we have subversive elements here in the United States that are there to destroy our public, our freedoms, and our independence. It's real, people, and it's scary as hell. I'm here on the National Security Hour to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside of the fog of the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on national security issues and speak truth to power, the power of we the people, so we together can best ensure the resilience and security of our republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America.